Hello, welcome to Peak Realty Academy, where agents gain insight into what it takes to succeed in today's real estate market. It has been a while since we've done one of these videos because we've been busy selling homes, and so now we're back and we're gonna provide some value on the fly here, talking about mindset, skill set, actions, neuro-linguistic programming, part two, and anything else that we can think of off the top of our head. My name is Keelan McKamey, this is Jen Allen, we're at Peak Realty, here we go. How's that for an intro? It's pretty wild. Pretty good. I couldn't see myself on the screen. I don't know. Oh, hold on. Hey. Ah, there it is. Hey, we were there. Today, we're going to talk about some really basic stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met those folks who just, man, everything that they communicate to you is their opinion about something. And you're like, I just, I'm sick of hearing that. And yet, I have an opinion too. I have an opinion too. <laughs> but you know what? In sales, it's, it's, it's kind of the gets to the heart of the positionality and conversation. If I just sit here and give you my opinions about everything, eventually you're gonna be like, You glaze over, because they're not pulling you back into the conversation. Right. Conversation, a back and forth, can't be all one-sided somebody's opinion. So, how do we pull people back into the conversation to, to, to where we have a better interaction mm -hmm. and have a more even distribution of dialogue going back and forth? Yes. And how do we, uh, make the communication a pleasurable experience for the other client, for the person we're talking to, such that they feel listened to and they feel great. How do we do that? So we're going to talk about um, our role as salespeople, how NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is just kind of a framework to help us uh, get into the other person's reality a little bit better. And get away from this idea that we have to be right. Find the win-win where we can, right? Yes, all about the win-win. Yes. So, do we, how do we want to do this? Like, we have a couple of NLP things that mm -hmm. we can talk about, but do we want to talk about a couple of stories from emails, from messages we got from agents today? We were doing a couple of deals, and yeah. we both we both kind of were thinking about this stuff, and then we got some messages from agents. We're like, oh, yeah, there's an example of... What not to do. What not to do. <laughs> And talk about because you just your example that you, you ran across yeah right before we started this thing. well it just creates this feeling in your kind of the pit of your stomach when you read certain things or somebody says something in a specific way and it puts you on the defense so <clears throat> there was an agent who has a listing and they very explicitly stated don't call me <laughs> to other agents in the mls they said don't call in the me. back end don't call me. So the client, the public can't see it. Don't right. call me. Don't call me to ask about if I've got any other offers on this property. Right. And um, so the first question I have is, okay, and that's <laughs> an opinion about the, how the agent their, works in their process. Their opinion is they don't answer their phone. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one. As but, an agent, it seems kind of important. So my first thought is, how does it serve the seller, the, the seller to have that approach? To have an agent who's obviously pushing off communication. Well, and the market's just shifted. So yes. we're not getting quite as many it's offers. It's not like they are going to have 13 offers. Right. They might want somebody to call them right. and have a conversation about if they have any offers. So that they can find out if they don't have any offers and can actually put an offer in for their client. So the difference between <laughs> a judgment... Judge, when you when you give your opinions, 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 or they just say, assumed they were going to have assumptions. It, it what it automatically does is it creates judgment on the other side. So we're thinking, we're scratching our heads, and we're like, what? And so we're probably not the only ones, right? 
Um, and somebody watching this video may say, oh, it's perfectly fine to do that. But, you know, I... Uh, in writing, it's hard, too, because I don't know his tone. I don't know if he was like, hey, right. you know, don't call me for that. Call me for other things. Could be a really nice guy. And you're right. A lot of this NLP stuff doesn't work through email. Yeah. It, this is more conversational dialogue back and forth. So that's a good point. It doesn't, this doesn't, I wouldn't say that this really works that much with email. So no, we, we could be, writing. We, but we sometimes. But you didn't need to put that in there is all I'm thinking. Don't put, don't call me in your listing. If, if you would have called him and he would have said that to you, <gasps> Do you it would have been worse. Work? Right? I wonder if you, you would want, say that. You have to wonder. And so that's we, something you do in writing, but you wouldn't do on the phone to somebody. How dare you call me? I specifically said, like you're the listening don't agent. call me. You're the listening. <laughs> I specifically said to MLS, don't call me. I wonder now. We would be the agents who would call him just to see what he just to see what he does. And then we could use that as a teaching part of our job teaching moment. To communicate with other agents. Yeah. So that we can do best by our clients, whether buyer or seller. Right. Yeah. It, it's just a different mindset. Yeah. So, um, so that's one example. Another example I came across. He also doesn't this, have to answer his phone. <laughs> yeah. I came across an example this, this morning where we have a deal just put on a contract and the buyer agent uh, emailed me and said, we're doing the inspection at such and such day and time before any coordination at all happened. And I'm like, whoa, I, let me see if that's okay with my seller. Because I don't there know. There are other parties involved. There are other parties involved. I don't know. Literally parties involved in this instance. In this case, there was literally a party scheduled at the time of the, of the inspection. So I could have, and I, I kind of knew what they were doing. They were coming in with a, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, let's lead with a question instead. Maybe we can get a better result. Yeah. I didn't respond to the agent. I responded to my seller and I said, does this, I said the, buy, the, the, the buyer's inspector can do such and such a time. Does this work for you? Mm-hmm. And because I want to put my seller in the position of making the decision. Yeah. And they said, no, it doesn't. We've, we've got this big homecoming party thing we're doing. And I said, oh, okay. Um, what would work? What, what, you know, a couple of days and times it would work. So then I went, did some back and forth and, you know, explained to the agent, look, you know, I really wish we could have coordinated the time yeah. because my clients make the decisions. I just guide them through and you're, you're making the, 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 if the other side's making decisions for my client, I'm like, I'm never going to let that just go. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. ask my client, is it okay? And if they said yes, then I would just respond back to the agent and say, that's fine. It's and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't make a thing out of it. Wow. There's no but, need to. That um, it's all about a conversation and mm-hmm. back and forth and asking questions. Asking You've questions. You've got to ask questions and not just give statements. Yeah. And not give demands. Unless somebody asks you. Right. If and they so, ask you. If somebody asks my opinion, I'm going to give them my opinion. Right. But I'm, I'm generally. I usually say that, no, this is my opinion. Right. <laughs> generally speaking, though, um, and we're, we're talking about NLP here, we're talking about. Um, uh, this concept of what's called a pace. Mm-hmm. So if you ask enough questions, you know enough about the other person, the other client, once you have enough information, then you can start to do a, what we call pacing the client, which is basically just feeding back their reality to them. So if they said, if you're a seller, yes. and you told me during the course of our conversation 
that you know you're moving to where? Hawaii. Hawaii. You're moving <laughs> to Hawaii. You need to sell by. Uh, you need to sell by December. You yeah. you know you're I'd going like to be out there. You're going to January would be great. You're leaving the real estate industry. You're going to retire. All this stuff. <laughs> I would not a chance. Yeah, I would say I would say um, after I knew all of that from my questions, I would then begin pacing mm-hmm. the the client to get agreement. And so um, after we've developed a lot of rapport, I might say, "Oh, you know, Jen, it's awesome that you're moving to Hawaii. Um, it's so exciting, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah." <laughs> and uh, you know, you have to be there by December. I totally understand that. You know, and uh, and and you said that you're. You're retiring. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the, at the young age of 37. Yeah. So it's really simple. All I'm doing <laughs> is restating what she told me in conversation. That's a pace. And what you can do is you can do a, a, a pace and a question. You notice I threw in a, a question to get mm-hmm. you to say, yeah, it you know, you isn't that great? Alert and involved. Yeah. And the question is a t- it's called a tie down. And all it is is, isn't that great? I mean, retirement, isn't that awesome? It's awesome. Yes. Uh, you know, you have to be gone by December, right? True. And so it's just a little question that says, gets Jen to say yes. And so what we're doing is we're pacing the client and we're getting them into a rhythm of yes. A rhythm of yes. And we do that. Um, you don't do it all the time. I mean, but you do it. You kind of do it in conversation as appropriate. And once Jen knows that I know their family situation, I know her goals. Um, I've, paced enough to where you've said yes probably 12 15 or more times during this hour-long consult yes uh yes like just have me sign it's it's much easier after you pace the client to have them sign yeah because they're in they're in the rhythm of saying oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah you've got them in a positive mindset you've got them in a Mm -hmm. yes mindset you've Mm -hmm. listened to them they feel heard you've Mm -hmm. had rapport now let's. That's easy, right? Paces and tie downs. Simple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's where and the more important thing is stepping back again as agents. Um, and I talk to a lot of agents, and when they come into Peak Realty, the first one of the first things we do we do a lot of skills training, and we talk about how they're running their brains mm-hmm. because we have all this self talk with ourselves, and if we have negative self talk, and we uh, basically, um, you know, have all of these things going through our minds of things that we don't like or things that can't be done or things that we, you know, whatever that's negative. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to, to pace effectively mm-hmm. because we're focused on us. Yes. And the thing with NLP is that we're focused on the other person's reality, not our reality. So pers- if an agent comes here, I don't, I mean, I'm... I don't want to say, well, if somebody comes in and has a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. we have to train them and say, I understand you have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of opinions too, but our role as salespeople is not to espouse our opinions and try to look right and look good and be right. That's yeah. not our role. Our role as salespeople is to figure out what the other person wants and get them what they want. Get them what they want. And make but them feel good about and it. And get them on board with the process, but in a way that they feel like that was their decision too, right? They've... And it is their decision. We we yes. have our process by going, this is part of our language process. We have our right. we have our sales process and our marketing process and our negotiation process, blah, blah, blah. But it is their decision. Right. 
Because if totally. they decide that they don't want to go with this process. Mm -hmm. You'll pick up on it. Yes. And um, here's the other issue with that is that if, if, if you're telling me stuff that makes me feel uncomfortable, like, whoa, like, okay, I don't agree with that. And that's like outside of my, you know, world of what I think is okay. Like, you know, oh, you're maybe the person is doing some illegal activity. I'm not saying, <laughs> like, maybe they're, they're doing something that you're like, I can't really pace that back to them because I don't agree with it. Yes. And it's not in my set of values or whatever. You can't pace yes. someone unless you're kind of genuinely uh, in agreement it's with them. It, it has to be authentic. It needs to be authentic. So, um, kind of in the, so in the world we're living in right now with a very polarized... Politics. Politics. Yes. How, do you, how do you take someone's side without agreeing with them? You can say, yeah, you know, a lot of... Make them feel like you agree with them. Yeah. First of all, don't bring up politics. Don't bring it up. If you can. I mean, that's just not something. We don't even bring up politics at work. I don't even know people's political... I don't want to know. Um, it doesn't affect our day. Our, our role as salespeople is to get the other person what they want in real yes. estate. So it's not, you know... But if somebody says something, points out their reality that you don't agree with, you can take their side without agreeing with them just by saying something like, oh yeah, you know, when that sort of thing happens, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. or I, hate I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. But you don't have to take their side. You can still be true to you yeah, and pace back to them their reality without, without passing judgment. We're not, we're not here to judge and give our opinions. Right. And so you could argue, so let's talk about the tie down a little bit more listening like why do we use tie downs we, we get we use a tie down to generate a yes from the person but we also use it to wake the other person up a little bit throughout the conversation right if they're kind of like you're you're 45 minutes in your listening consult and it's good to keep going actually in a listening consult if, if they it's don't a lot if, of they information. Don't, if they don't tell you to leave the house i always tell new agents keep going keep going keep going and if you feel like the person's fading you can you know, doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound great? You know, you can ask them a Does question. Does that sound fair? Does that sound fair? <laughs> Wake them back up. And their brain, if you ask someone a question, their brain will automatically try to answer it. Yeah. And they're back with you. Mm -hmm. So that's a technique that, that we can use. Paces and, and tie downs check are in with people. Easy. Say, I know this is a lot of information. Check in are with them. Are you still okay? <laughs> As you're going through it. <laughs> yeah. Just check in. Okay, we've got the next. Here's the next section. Are uh -huh. we still good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next. Let's go to the next piece. And um, I do warn them. There's a lot of information before I get there, so hopefully they're not too surprised. And so the rhythm is kind of like restate Jen's reality. Ask her a question. Mm -hmm. Restate, you know, say what I've got to say, and then restate the reality of going to Hawaii, and you know, and then ask another question, and just mm -hmm. pulls them back in. If you're dealing with What's your opinion on this? If you're dealing with the decision maker <laughs> versus the non-decision maker mm -hmm. and you're pacing and doing tie downs, how do you, who do you apply those to? Do you apply them to just yes. the decision maker? Uh, no, I think you really do need to treat them both individually mm -hmm. as you, you can get a sense usually of who the main decision maker is because mm -hmm. when you ask a question that that other person will look to them. But then you don't want to make that other person feel like they're just not part of the process. So you need to make sure that you're pacing them both and you're communicating with them both because yeah. you don't know what happens behind closed doors. This person might be the decision maker across the table from me, 
that person Still might has... actually be a pretty big decision maker behind closed doors. And all they have to say is, I didn't feel like that agent was listening to me. It's, it's interesting. Can't assume anything. You know what they say about assuming. That's why we ask <laughs> questions so that we know what to pace. Otherwise, we just step all over ourselves, right? And, and you don't you, say the appropriate And thing. if you find yourself kind of stuck in that pattern, you, you need to recognize that and, and, and then bring back in that other individual if you're talking to mm -hmm. two people mm -hmm. and just say, well, what do you, because they're probably glazing over. Well, what do you, what do you think about that? Does that sound okay yeah. for you? Yeah. That may be all they need, the whole. To bring them back in. Yeah, to bring them back in. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I still matter. I'm still here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about kind of paces, tie downs. We talked about um, basically uh, it's not our, it's not about our perceptions, our perceptions of what is true. It's about the, what the other person's perceptions of what is true. Yeah. And uh, communicating that back to them to make sure that we understand that. Mm -hmm. And then guiding them while we guide them through our regular process. Right. This just makes everything a little easier to talk with people. Right. Because you're not, you know. Because just... we know the process necessary as professionals, but we need to get them on board with it, and mm -hmm. we need to make sure that the way we're communicating with them mm -hmm. makes them comfortable with it. I'm well. I'm the type of person who just if you tell me the bottom line and I think you're prepared, I'll hire you to sell yeah. my home. Um, I don't need to know all the details about the lending stuff. We're mm -hmm. agents. We don't need to know all that. We need to know some things. We don't need to know all that. Yeah. If you start telling me everything you know about lending, everything you yeah. know about title, and everything oh, you know, know about... Oh, know it all. <laughs> then, then I'm just like, uh, you know, this person, I feel like, okay, I need to get on. I need to, I need to sign a listing. I may want to sign a listing agreement right now just to get this meeting over <laughs> with because I got other stuff to do. And you're, you know, talking about all this stuff. And so... The way to just get out of that, like you mentioned earlier, to get back into the flow of the conversation, just ask a question. Yeah. You know, just, just it's even as simple as is this your first time buying a home? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of know what you can shorten as you go through it too, through the presentation. Well, mm -hmm. well, this is probably, my third. I, this is my fourth home that I've yeah. sold, and I've got three more investment properties. And yeah, I used to okay. be a so realtor. You're a, pro. you're a pro at this. So let's just yeah. let's just do the highlights, and you let me know if you need more information. Okay. So you did a pace right there. You're a pro. Mm -hmm. I didn't I my reality is I said all these things, and you experienced that. Oh, this guy's a pro already. Yeah. But you restated that to me, and now I'm like, now I'm in agreement. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm gonna say yes to whatever question you ask next, and that's the cool part about this technique. It's so easy. Yeah. It's our second installment of NLP. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, give us a call at one of the numbers below, or you can email us at one of the emails below, and we would be happy to talk with you about selling your home, buying a home, or a career in real estate, since this video is about kind of helping agents. Yeah, you might have stumbled upon it, though, accidentally. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye.